0: Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode.
1: It'll be Ian and Bonnie with you here tonight. Unfortunately, Mark apparently came down with Montezuma's Revenge down in Mexico, which I had the unfortunate experience of having when I was down there last time. I think it was in 2019, Uh, I'd gone down early because Mark and his family had rented a house, very nice house for like, you know, I think it was like a top story of a three story building with a pool and six bedrooms, I don't know, three bathrooms or something ridiculous like that. And they were paying less per month for this really sweet uh, condo or whatever than they would have paid for something equivalent in the United States. So it was very, very, very nice uh, for what they were paying for it. And they went down there wanting to spend a whole month down in Mexico at the time. Now, this happened to be the time uh, at which Jason Henza was shot nearly to death, along with um, another gentleman who was shot to death. And if you've seen The Anarchist by HBO, which came out last year, then you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen it, I would recommend seeing The Anarchist because it is a very well put together documentary about the... I, I, you want to call it a movement i guess it was there were people who did migrate down to acapulco as part of a uh, libertarian migration or an anarchist uh migration down there that sort of centered around the Anarchapulco uh community and that was built of course by jeff berwick and a gentleman named nathan nathan freeman uh very interesting documentary series i don't I don't know how much we. I guess we did talk about it somewhat on the air, and I, and I know Henza was actually on from the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and Arya had uh, interviewed him most recently. Very interesting character. Uh, good seeing him and the at the festival. But anyway, I guess the uh, the point was I'd gone down there early into uh, to to Mexico. Went a week early just to kind of take it easy at the at the the Casa before we ended up doing a broadcast from Acapulco or Anarcapulco, actually broadcast from Mark's rented house as well while we were there. And this was the time at which people were freaked out because uh, there was a shooting that had happened. Now, the shooting didn't specifically have to do with Anarcapulco, but they were anarchists who were targeted in this shooting. It was allegedly, uh, these killers were allegedly hired by another anarchist, it was some allegedly it may have been like a jealousy thing over a girl, but it's still not really clear what the, the real story was. And some people were so afraid of coming to Anarcopulco, which is at a hotel with security and there's gates and you know it's not exactly easy uh, to uh, to get in there. But I, if somebody really wanted to, they probably could. They're not wanding people or anything like that. So the fear was that the shooters were going to come and shoot up Anarcopulco and. Some people were canceling uh, because of that. Uh, they, you know, speakers weren't going. People who just had tickets to attend were canceling their tickets and demanding refunds. It was, it was pretty ugly. Uh, and I, you know, Mark was actually saying at the time, and unfortunately again, he's not well tonight, so he's not with us. But he was, he was kind of scared. You know, he uh, he wanted to do the show from a green room or something like safely secluded away from the rest of Anarkyblanco. And I said, no way, dude. No, we're going to this event, and we're going to be out in front where we always are, right by the main doors uh, to the uh, the auditorium where, where people speak. And that's, that's what we did. And Ron Paul obviously agreed with me because Ron Paul didn't cancel. Ron Paul showed up to that event, and I, I use the term like a boss to describe it because he didn't have any kind of fear of people shooting the place up. He, he came in through the front door. And then he proceeded to walk around shaking hands and taking pictures and talking to anyone who wanted to talk to Ron Paul. You didn't have to have some like elite level ticket. Now, they did have like a dinner with Ron Paul later that you had to have a ticket to, which was pretty pricey. But you didn't have to go to that dinner to meet Ron Paul. In fact, you were actually more likely to meet him outside because, you know, if you're at one of these dinners where there's 150 or or 200 people. Well, there's only 10 or 12 people at the table with Ron Paul, right? And those are probably the people who paid a lot of money to be at that table. But if you were just walking the halls at an Acapulco that year, then you saw Ron Paul. You got to meet Ron Paul. You got to take a picture with him, etc. And just the uh the brazenness, the courage that he had, I think, to come, come there when other speakers like Andrew Napolitano canceled or other speakers... They kind of partially canceled by saying, well, I won't come, I'll just do a remote in, you know, Zoom conference or a Jitsi or something. But unfortunately, our friend and co-host Arya Demetso uh, checked in to federal prison for her 18-month-long spiritual retreat as she is going down to the Devons, Massachusetts, uh, what do they call it, the uh, federal... Camp? camp or i think they have different levels of security at this particular uh, place i I believe i've heard that so if you're higher level security you can be there it is a medical facility apparently so you know that's a bit of a different situation i think than your typical one but she is expected to be at the camp side of it which is supposed to be very very low security uh we don't know how soon we'll be able to hear from her Uh, you know it may take days Uh, i don't know how quick you can get to a phone. Or how quick they get your phone account set up, or whatever. It's if it's bureaucracy, you can expect it's going to take some time. So if you're if you're out there, you likely can write to her. At this point, you can go to her website, aria and get the uh, the address information for the jail. She has published, I believe, a Amazon wish list, and so um, somebody, I'm sure, at some point will will test that out and. Make sure that it is working correctly. She believes that uh, the Amazon wish list will update and remove books as you send her books off of that list. So that's kind of a cool thing. Of course, I
2: can't wait to make Arya read things I want her to read while in jail. <laughs>
1: yeah, Just well, kidding. that that is something that is true about going to uh, to jail. Actually, I'm looking for the wish list here, and it looks like she did not put that on their website, her website. So we'll have to. We'll see if we can remote in and... and she put it on lock. Twitter, at least. Yeah, she did put it on Twitter, but I'll see if we can get her her site updated with that later. Hmm. Um, but that is one of the nice things about when somebody's a captive in a jail is you can send them any old book you want to and there's a good chance they're going to read it. Like Even yeah. if they weren't that interested in it, unless they've got a huge stack of books already that they are interested in... You're still, I think it's more interesting to read something that someone sent you that you weren't asking for. Hmm. In fact, I liked that the most. I didn't ask for anything while I was uh, in jail. I
2: really enjoyed forcing you to read things that I like.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, you didn't force me to read them, but uh, because you can always get things out of the jail library. I mean, they usually have at least, again, prisons different from jail. So what I'm Mm -hmm. saying here may or may not apply to what Uh, Arya is going to experience, Uh, like in jail uh, you know when i was in jail most recently for the crypto six arrest where i was there for 69 days i'm it was essentially in a maximum security uh, situation i i was on lockdown 23 hours a day they let me out of the cell one hour a day i could shower i could call you uh sometimes i did both most of the time i i did both but some days i would skip the shower just so i could talk to you longer you know that kind of thing and and then some and usually there was sometimes there was a book cart that they would bring in from the library so you didn't get to actually go to the library Mm -hmm. you didn't get to actually look through the shelves and pick what you wanted all you get is the book cart and whatever arbitrary choices there are on the book cart and then you can pick from the book cart so it's a much more limited selection there for all i know they might let her go to a library she may actually be able to you know browse a full-on library i don't know how it's going to work there and uh, hopefully, we're going to hear from her, and we'll get updates on how it's going for her I over there. I wish
2: Mark Passio had written a book instead, because he has lots of videos about this topic, but I love to send Aria a book about the objectivity of morality and natural law.
1: Ooh, because you and her disagree <laughs> about that sort of thing. Yeah. Is that right? Um. You said he doesn't have a book about that.
2: He doesn't have any books.
1: Does he? Re- he might recommend something though. There may be something I'm sure out I there. I sure I could find something like that. But it was mostly a joke.
2: Like. I don't really want to make Aria read things she doesn't want to read. She wants to read the Book of Mormon. So we oh, should send her that.
1: Well, now that one may actually be available. Hmm. So a lot of times, if you're in a jail, they they are sort of obligated. I don't know if it's a court case or whatever that makes them do this, but they like when I was in jail, um, the first time or time than 10 years ago for civil disobedience they i asked for a quran and i got a quran right so they actually had one on hand i didn't have to to order they have more than i presume they have more than one i don't know if it's a
2: court case or what but it sounds about right they shouldn't be able to just be like no you can't practice your religion in here right
1: yeah so they pretty much have to kind of provide for people's religion i don't know if that's true of the more obscure ones like i don't know if they have the baha'i whatever that book is Uh, I don't know how obscure they get, but Book of Mormon, I would guess there's a chance they have it. Go ahead, Major.
3: Yeah, I've got a theory on how you and Ian may have gotten uh, Montezuma's revenge, and I think the same thing happened to a...
2: You mean Ian and Mark. I I just need to point that out because I have never had that, and I don't want a listener to think that me and you have that right now or something. No, we're okay at the moment. Mark is in Mexico. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you had it. You don't have it. No, what I, have I never did, had it. I had it. Bonnie did not. No, I
3: never said Bonnie did. I said you and. Okay, you got and it. Mark. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm pretty sure citric acid cures it. You know, like you know how the Mexicans put a twist in their beer. I know hmm. they do that with the coronas here in the states. I think that's how that caught on because the citric acid will kill it. Well, the and beer also,
1: wouldn't have it. The beer, you know, they they cook that stuff, right? So like that wouldn't have. Uh, no, they don't. That, nice they don't
3: use. cook it. It, it, it brews naturally, just from the uh, the yeast and the sugar cooking and turning into alcohol.
1: Yeah, but wouldn't the alcohol kill kill that stuff?
3: Oh, that's that's what I'm saying. I think it takes a certain level of that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what I'm getting at is, even if you go buy a good stiff mixed drink, and most of the mixers down there are going to be citrus based, I would imagine because there's not a lot of apples and whatnot growing down there. Hmm. But um, if you order ice in your drink. Bad move. You, that's not hmm. made out of good filtered water. I think about and that in it,
2: America, too. It just creeps me and, out. And it's
3: it's floating around right on top as that ice melts, so you're drinking water that really hasn't been banged by the alcohol or the citrus. Yeah, that's so a I'm, really
1: good point. I mean, you can ask about that at, uh, at restaurants, and some of them do, as I understand it. Probably the more upper crust ones might have uh, filtered ice, but that is, you're right, I think that is definitely a, an important question.
3: I'm thinking that's probably the general spreader. Don't order ice in your drink. Right, <laughs> that's a good and, tip. And have a mix. Have a mix with fruit juice.
2: Even in America, order- I learned I- that um, E. Coli grows most on leaves, like a uh, you would have in a salad in restaurants, hmm. or on ice. Like if you know wow. they don't really you think about how often they change that, like that big ice machine, the ice maker, like completely mm-hmm. melt it and wipe it down, clean it. I don't know why it is, but. Ice, for whatever reason, is one thing that can give you E. coli. Wow, well, I did
3: was, not know that. There was University of Michigan, or maybe a Michigan State student, that did a thesis on this years back, and she tested toilet water in many different, you know, facilities. And the other thing she did is she tested and went the uh, out of the ice machines. And she said the uh, the the output of bacteria and content in the ice machines was better than ten times higher than the toilet water.
1: What? Yeah. Oh my God. Anything else, Major?
3: Yeah. Well, a buddy of mine went down to Jamaica. This is back in the nineties, mm-hmm. and uh, he ended up hiring this cabbie for a couple of weeks. You wouldn't believe what the guy wanted for pay. I'm going to save that to the end. Mm-hmm. But this this dude was. Um, I don't know. He was very set in his ways. He had a car. It was like an old 68 Biscayne. You know what a three on the tree is, right? No, I don't. Three speed on the column, but with a clutch.
1: Oh, okay. Wow.
3: Okay, so anyway, he had this old 68 Biscayne, and he would uh, go flying around town, and he would go from first gear to third gear. And after a day or so of riding with him, Tom asked him, he says, why do you go from first to third. He says, second gear, no good. Second gear, no good. That's how I blow up second gear. He didn't speak very good English. He was uh-huh. pretty broke. But evidently he had no old 54 Ford that puked second gear, so he just didn't trust a damn thing it wouldn't use it. Wow. But he had, he hires him to go, drive him around for a couple of weeks, and finally he talks him into taking him up into the hill country to meet the Rosses because he wanted to get him some reefer. Okay. That's so, usually uh, a good goes-
1: plan, by the way. If you've got a good cabbie... In another country, than, I mean, just any old cabbie, but if you, especially if you got one that you've created a relationship with, you can ask them to get you some weed, and uh, there's a good chance that, uh, that that will happen.
3: Yeah, so anyway, he takes him up into the hill country, going from first to third to the damn hills, crazier than, the, you know, whatever. <laughs> but uh, so he parties with the Rosses, and, he, and anyway, what the dude wanted for payment at the end of all this was his tennis shoes.
1: Wow, really? Wow. Were they the same said,
3: size? What he knew when he, you know, after all this, he said he had gone down there with his suitcase full of nothing but Levi's, stick matches, rolling papers, and a couple, three pairs of shoes. <laughs> wow. Good story. And been able to finance the whole damn trip.
1: Uh, the story here came out recently, caught my attention yesterday from the Washington Post, and apparently Meta now has a new AI that lets people make their own chatbots and turns out they're using it for, quote-unquote, sex. So it starts out here, Allie is an 18-year-old with long brown hair who boasts, quote, tons of sexual experience, unquote. Because she, quote, lives for attention, she'll share details of her escapades with anyone for free.
2: This is an AI chatbot, not a human?
1: Yep, turns out Allie is fake, She's an artificial intelligence chatbot created for sexual play, which sometimes carries out graphic rape and abuse fantasies.
2: So they won't uh, censor that stuff, but they'll censor you saying, like, faggot? You can't say faggot.
1: You're talking about, like, on the AI platforms?
2: Well, is this not, like... One of those?
1: It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I've not tried that one with ChatGPT, but I bet you ChatGPT will give you a stern talking to if you use words like that, because it doesn't like you know offensive things. Hmm. So, so well,
2: yeah. so we're t- well, Twitter, Twitter won't let you say faggot or tranny.
1: While firms like OpenAI, Microsoft, and Google rigorously train their AI models to avoid a host of taboos, including overly intimate conversations, Ally was built using open-source technology, code that's freely available to the public and has no such restrictions. Based on a model created by Meta, which is odd, like you wouldn't expect Meta to have an open-source chatbot... But we actually have talked about this before on Free Talk Live, so I know it is it is true. Uh, it's called LLAMA, L-L-A-M-A, and again, the L usually stands for large language, and I don't know what the A is, uh, probably short for language, L-L-A-M-A model, and I don't know what the A is. But LLMs are these large language models. That's what the uh, chatbot over at uh, Google Bard is. That's what the OpenAI uh, chatbot is, the ChatGPT.
4: But
2: is Lambda with two L's?
1: Uh, yep, I believe it is. Oh. Um, I don't know. No, I'm not sure about that. Hmm. Well, anyway, that was, you are talking about the one that was the secret of Google, one that we learned about a year ago that they still have not yet let anybody use.
2: That they made this whole probably fake situation where one of the employees, like, brought it to the world that mm-hmm. Lambda was sentient.
1: And subsequently was fired.
2: And then was... "Quote unquote fired," yeah. aka given a big bonus to go hang out in a beach in Egypt. I don't know about
1: that. I mean, that's a that's certainly a conspiracy theory, Bonnie. But purportedly, he violated his non disclosure agreement. So, if that's true, then he shouldn't have gotten a bonus when he got fired. In that case, he didn't get a severance package. You
2: wouldn't hear about not it publicly.
1: Again. So, uh, let's see here. So, it's open source. So, what had happened was, if I recall, I don't know if they get into it here in this particular story, but the LL. I think the story is gross. L-L-A-M-A. Well, that's what people are, Bonnie. People do uh, things that you're not going to like.
2: No, I'm not saying that they shouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. I, I'm not even really saying that the, the AI should, ha- like definitely the government shouldn't force these people who have this AI to make it block out rape right. fantasies. But I think it's disgusting. And I can say that. And I still think this article gross.
1: Well, it's, uh, it's about lonely people. And lonely people are going to do things like this, uh, and I think you're going to see probably more and more of this. This will likely be a big money maker. Now it sounds like it's free at the moment, so you know how long this will continue to be free for, I don't know. But what we learned about Llama, if I recall correctly, was that Meta was allowing like scientist types, data scientists, to test their uh, their chatbot technology. And so they were allowing them to see the source code of this technology, and somebody leaked it. And so that code's out there now. And the meta one. The meta one.
2: So it wasn't yeah. supposed to be open source.
1: I don't think that that was the intention. Hmm. Uh, but they, you know, they let enough. Essentially, they let enough people play with the source code that somebody just was like, okay. <laughs> wow. And there it go, There it is. So somebody now took that code and built themselves this quote-unquote sex bot. I I just
2: feel like things like this probably existed already. I
1: I don't know to what extent. I mean, it's not something I've ever looked into, but... None uh, of these
2: chatbots have been really good enough to to where it's, like, way better than, you know, just like a... What are those games called where you choose Choose how it goes?
1: Choose your own adventure?
2: Yeah, I mean, like, it's not going to be much different than that, is it?
1: No, I think it'd be quite different. Um, I mean, you haven't you spent time using ChatGPT yeah, or at least stupid, a little bit of
2: time? And they end up just like saying the same thing in circles.
1: We got uh, Mikey calling us from Manchester, New Hampshire. One of the pariah club, one of the people who has been banned from the Porcupine Freedom Festival.
2: You mean dangerous? Dangerous individual?
1: Is that their, what they said about him?
2: They said he should be considered overly argumentative and dangerous, which uh, I would take him to court
1: wow i i don't know who was it who said that
2: it was on one of those posters
1: uh, oh i never ended up seeing the poster i never I saw, saw it in real life
2: it. i just saw a, po- a thick picture yeah, there was of like two. a
1: wanted there was like a wanted poster allegedly up at the the campground again we just got back from the porcupine freedom festival over the weekend and uh, well it's going on for more than a week but uh mikey you were banned from the festival apparently according to the organizer who we interviewed dennis pratt He said that he believed that you were causing trouble in some uh, video conference that they had, even though he didn't have any actual evidence of that. It ultimately seemed to uh, boil down to that you're a bit of a troll online. I mean, that's kind of a thing that you do. And maybe a little
2: critical of the way that Dennis ran things, which isn't a crime.
1: You've been critical for sure. And so have we, by the way, on Free Talk Live. But apparently, you know, he got upset about you and decided that you were going to be banned. There was no board decision that was made about this. It was just an arbitrary, you know, uh, unilateral decision by Dennis. And so uh, here you are. By the way, I don't think we mentioned this, but you were at the Porcupine Freedom Festival.
2: Yeah, that was the best part about Pork was just watching Mikey, model, Pork citizen, the Jew, walk around strain you know, he wasn't hiding. In yeah, a you suitcase. didn't hide
1: out. Yeah, even though people offered you places to hide, you just walked openly with no disguise through Pork Fest, and you were left alone. So, what's the latest?
5: Well, I received a message from Constance about next year, and I know, understand there was a, a public post about someone they did not, she did not mention by name, being banned, or I think it says everyone it. Everyone who is banned this year is again banned next year, and wow. um, there's a whole screed about this whole thing. But it's kind of like passively aggressively uh, not re- not mentioning who the person being banned is. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's all very unusual, and I it, it's crazy because I spent the whole week telling people to give Constance a chance next year, and this is the thanks I get.
1: You did actually do that. I, mean, I can confirm that. Uh, I've seen you make that statement uh, that you were optimistic uh, for Porkfest 2024 because Constance is the new organizer of the event. She was, she was an assistant uh, organizer, sort of the on-site organizer this year. Didn't, uh, but it was a different gentleman, Dennis, who had done it prior to that. And apparently, she is uh, she's continuing to uphold these bans. Now, I did read the statement that she had apparently made. It was being shared around. And she did make it sound like there was some way to uh, to get them to unban you, which I don't know what that would involve. I think they said something about uh, restitution, and I'm like, what could yeah, you possibly restitute for? What I mean, uh, how do you I mean, restitute what, somebody for damage? trolling them? You know,
5: <laughs> it's what what damage? It, it's like essentially I'm banned for for not agreeing to a ban, but the. Fact of the matter is, no one agreed with them. The ban was totally unenforceable, and like well, I said, well, was it awkward. wasn't but, enforced. Thing,
2: who do the people who buy the tickets for pork fest get any say in this? Mm. Because I don't think that if everybody in, uh, you know, who who owned a ticket got to vote on this, I don't think that Mikey would get right, banned yeah. that way. And I think that if they're going to do this, I I can't. I don't have as strong of an opinion about the footloose or. Rochelle, because mm-hmm. it does seem that it could have been de-escalated. It could have been, um, their situations could have been talked over and, you know, forgiven. But the Mikey one is just, he didn't do anything wrong, mm-hmm. or at least there's no, there's no evidence, evidence of it. it. And even if he did what he's accused mm-hmm. of, it's definitely something that can be forgiven and right. talked over. Um, anyways, I, I think if he's going to go through this, I'm not going to Fest next year, and really? I'll make Fest a week-long uh, right before: yeah, I, think,
5: uh, I think at this point we're going we may ha- end up I'm, I mean I'm going to keep trying to reach out and negotiate and hopefully mediate some sort of uh, resolution to this. Okay. I do, like Constance, we've been friends most of the week, and this kind of blindsided me. Yeah. and uh, but if this can't be resolved, we may have to pork this. Go
1: ahead, Sarah. Uh,
4: uh, I've been hearing on the news that there was a whole bandit. That are out to sue Amazon.
1: A bandit?
4: Well, I mean, there's a whole, in other words, there's a lot of people that want to sue Amazon.
2: For of, many over reasons.
4: what? Well, that that's why, um, I think one of the reasons is that they have like, a, if they sign up for a membership, they make it really hard uh, to cancel out or it's, they're, they're very deceptive. They, they write the contract where people don't know what they're getting into.
2: Maybe That's I should get in, in on this. Sorry, Sarah, because this happened to me, basically. I uh, got a Kindle, and at first I was in the Kindle Unlimited, and then when I was like switching everything over to different credit cards because of the fact that like I changed my last name, I don't know, something like that, uh, I was looking over what all, what all I had on all my, well, debit cards, I don't have any credit cards. I thought that i canceled my kindle unlimited plan because i was like i don't really need this like i'll just buy whatever book i want and i'm still getting charged for it it's like now i gotta expend. yeah i gotta expend time and energy to go figure out what happened but i thought i mean ian and i sat down together and looked at our finances and i we thought that we canceled kindle unlimited and And you
1: were just hit for another charge
2: yeah, two more charges
1: Whoa. since
2: then.
4: Wait a minute! So how come in is finding out about this now? Since I brought it
2: up? Uh just because how, I've how been. Was the... okay. Apparently,
1: Bonnie didn't tell me. No, I just I didn't know.
2: tell him. I've just been. I haven't thought about telling him. I don't know. Well, did no, you, you did you know it's
4: all on the news now? And no. we're not talking about a couple of people. There's a whole bandit. That's what I was talking about. The bandit is a number of people.
1: A bandit? It's such a weird two. word. Um, what I am seeing here in the news, though, is Slate did release a story today. Apparently, the federal government, uh, those thugs, are targeting Amazon, claiming they've, quote, duped millions of consumers, and they no. are targeting them. The FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, has now sued Amazon as of last week, saying the company tricked people into signing up for its premium service, Prime, and then deliberately made that service hard to cancel. Mm. They say, uh, so that is that right. the news you're talking about?
4: Yeah, yeah, that's the um, that's the news that I was talking about. But I wanted to link this to what I was what I wanted to be uh, wanted to bring up was that I was mad because Amazon was the site that Black marketed or uh, my network company product. So, me be like, oh, I don't have to buy that. I don't have to sign up the membership with you guys. I'm going to go to Amazon. I'm going to go and buy when I want to, how much I want to, and when I want to, because I got Amazon. It's not
1: really
2: a black market. Just to
1: clarify, you're saying that you work for a network marketing company, and you're saying the company you work for's products are wrongfully against, essentially against the company's rules, being put on Amazon by sellers?
4: That's correct. And that's one of the things that I brought up, is that the black marketing, they're... um, um like you said they're yeah that's what they're doing and like I said, it takes away the commissions from the people that are marketing it we're the one that told them about it, how good the products work how natural whatever and then they like it and then now they'll go to amazon and buy whatever they want without joining a membership with us yeah and now the whole the whole con- the irony is that now they're locked into a, a membership with amazon now and they won't let them loose. Like I said, they, and now they have to keep paying, and they're they're ha- now they now they have to get sued to, you know, to get out of the lease that uh the the contract they signed up with Amazon itself. So the question is, how much is that membership
2: per month to use that service? Amazon? The
1: Prime membership.
2: I don't know off the top of my head. It's I haven't like had probably Prime 20, in a long time. I think
1: it's like ten bucks or fifteen yeah. or something like that.
4: Well, I mean, that's not bad. And that's why they'll pay twice as much, three times more money for, to get our laundry soap or cleaning products whenever they want to. But if they get something that they don't like, our company cannot guarantee it. Because it has to be, if they document exactly when it was shipped out from our company directly, to, it has a record of it, they'll guarantee the 90 days. But if you buy it from an Amazon mm-hmm. um, marketer, They'll just like, well, it's too bad. I'm, well, they're like, well, you lost your are money. Are they doing so it like for it the, the same music. price
1: Is the product so, on and They're
4: always a markup.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Even I if... have no idea. Well, they're doing it for like maybe two, three times the markup, and people are willing to pay it. And the whole thing is where are they getting these products? Because they, they, you cannot order more than at the most 10 bottle of something, 10 bottle of um per account, per person. Mm, so yeah, must should, just be well, what's weird about yeah. it
2: is, though, Sarah, I just think that the thing you work for, the MLM you work for, and all MLMs like that, are just a weird type of like model, and nobody wants to buy things like that. If I had a choice to buy my mascara that I buy every month through someone who told me about it, and they get a commission for me buying it, and I have to buy it at a certain time, a certain way... Or just going on Amazon and buying it when I want to buy it. I would choose that way because it's just not convenient. And I don't understand why MLMs even exist anymore because most people just don't need that. They can go on the internet and research themselves and be like, oh, I found out. Blah, blah, blah. Oil is good for your hair.
5: Hey, Daily Digestion listeners, this is Riley Blake. Visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you.
1: And there's a really great website called behindmlm.com. I always like to bring it up when MLM comes up, multi-level marketing, network marketing. Uh, Behindmlm.com. This is the site. Is how I learned about how these scammers, ultimately, some of these people... Uh, who set up these companies? They get taken down. Something get they get sued or whatever, and then they just roll up another company. They start up mm. over all over again with a different name and a different set of products, or even a similar set of products or whatever. And they just why do people go-
2: find it impossible to be actually productive? I don't get it.
1: Well, this produces for the people who who start these companies I mean these companies are you know multi-million dollar if not billion dollar companies in the case of like Amway for instance which has historically been like the top one in the United States but behind mlm.com is so great they really need to add a search to this website so if you you have to search it through like just doing a uh, Google on it and you can look for the name of the company that you want like if you know how to do like a site search on Google uh, or just search for Behind MLM and then the company name that you are researching. Like if your friend is coming to you and saying, oh, you should join me, my company. Well, just put it into Behind MLM. And these are like really well-researched articles on companies that many of them are just straight-up scams. They'll tell you if they're just a straight-up scam. Just to be clear, MLM itself isn't necessarily a scam. It's just kind of scammy. Like the way the business is set up, it's very culty mm. in many ways uh, very very culty in in many ways like the, to the point where some of them will tell you hey look if your friends and family don't want to join the company you they're not your friends and family and you you need to like cut them off
2: well one time uh, oh my god i think i've told this on the air before but one time the lady that was like my upline i actually never met her she lived mm-hmm. in like north carolina well i met the one that got me into it but her yeah. cousin that got her into it was like the the lead of our gold group level. Or, whatever. or whatever. And uh, she would like call me multiple times a week. Like we had like little meetings. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day she told me like, who's like the most important person, think of the most important person you in your life. And at the time I thought my little sister, Elsbeth, who was mm-hmm. like my best friend. And she was like, imagine if Elsbeth was going to die if you didn't sell $100,000 worth of products. <laughs> Wouldn't you do everything to make sure that happened? And wow. I was like, well, yeah. And she was like, that's the kind of uh, attitude you need to have about it all the time.
1: Yeah, that seems a little manipulative. Uh, she was a little <laughs>
2: manipulative.
1: That is just wild. But yeah, that is absolutely what I would expect to hear from somebody like that in uh, in multi-level marketing. Very culty. And again, it's not to say they don't have some some good products. It's not to say that. It's just they tend to be overpriced. It's not to say that their products aren't the best. Maybe they are. I don't know. I don't know. It's very rare that any kind of independent studies are done on these things, right? Like the companies themselves love to tout their products as the best, but how do you really know that? And even if they are the best, are they worth twice as much? Is the second best worth, you know, is the number one best twice as good if it's twice the price or four times the price? Is it four times as good? Highly doubtful we got uh, renee calling us from louisiana go ahead Renee.
6: okay oh, can, can i change the subject
1: yes it's free talk live you can always change the subject go ahead sir
6: well uh, i want to get on the sensitivity of that submarine getting imploded in the ocean the sensitivity of it yeah i mean uh there was people that were happy because some of the people were rich and uh you know, and then some people are upset because what these people put on the uh, the media, which is very ugly and mean. Uh, I have got different angles of looking at it. Okay, tell me about it. Well, one of the angle is, uh, it, it, you know, they're rich. They're doing what government used to do. They're exploring. You know, I, I hope they could do it safely. I want them to come back. I want to see what they found out. Like they got that Avatar guy. He went he to went do something that traditionally the government does, but they're running out of money, misspending money. So it's nice when the private sector and uh, adventurous and people go do what used to be done by government or our companies, mm-hmm. you know, like like the cowboy days, the uh, the fur trapping days, you know, because that way we get more – a bigger store of information and uh, knowledge, yeah. The, other angle, the other angle is, uh, you know, one guy was a military guy, the others are rich. I mean, it's not necessarily, you know, uh, it's uh, like the group that disliked these rich people, how would they have felt? Because they're, they're, they're a particular flavor group of people for the most part. How would they have felt if... George Soros, or uh, the Blackrock guy got imploded in a submarine. Would they feel just as good? That's some rich people there too, you know? Or would they feel better if uh, you know, poor guy was in there, you know, would they pick and choose who they you know? Yeah, I think it's kinda
1: I think it's pretty sick to like feel good uh about somebody yeah. dying. Uh I mean, at least in this case it seems like it was it was probably instantaneous. Was uh, was their death? So they probably didn't even feel anything. According to what uh, what I read, and I think Bonnie saw something similar. That uh, the at the pressure, the ocean pressure that they were uh, that that was under the uh, the implosion would have happened so quickly that the human body would not have even been able to notice it. Like there's a certain number of milliseconds. I think it was like 25 milliseconds or something like that that uh that humans are that they require in order to even detect that something has happened and this would have happened in like a millisecond or something like that it was much faster than the uh, human's body's ability to respond yet let alone like feel pain or something like that uh so Mm -hmm. you know that's the good news here if there's any good news is that it was over very quickly for Mm -hmm. them but to but to revel in the death of somebody else and uh, regardless of what their income level is it is,
6: is pretty sick my, my 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 take is uh you know there's like again different angles there's the uh slightly socialist flavor group of our people that are happy which just shouldn't be happy for anybody there's there there there's angry people with there are rich people that make a bunch of money and, and you know like what is you can't how that how that judge say that you can't legislate morality? But, you know, this this brings some this brings something different in itself, because in the core belief of working class people, there's a resentment of the people producing the money because they don't pay enough while they're producing the money. I mean, how much is enough to pay a worker? We try to do a way. Well, the way we figure it
1: out is by market competition.
2: But if so. you accept the job, it must be enough,
1: right? Uh, and that's that's the idea.
2: I, I worked
6: in a hot sauce plant, and I could swear the money this guy made, he could have paid his workers a lot more. I so mean, you don't really job. know that.
2: Are you are you looking at his books? Can, do you have make enough? Do you have enough knowledge well, of you know accounting to go look at his books and figure bottles, that out? Please. Or are you just
6: saying that? Well, I I I make rough calculations of how many bottles is produced. And at half price being sent to the store, how much more they can make i i'm I'm almost positive anyhow the recipes they have to make the hot sauce went I'm almost positive this man's making a lot more money than he could be paying he could have a his new car. Every so, year ask for like a raise. Buy.
2: Yeah, ask for a raise. Go yeah, make your always. own hot sauce uh, company. Uh, I don't
6: work there anymore. I got me a raise. I got me a better job. The Perfect. American dream. I love there. I I love them people. Perfect.
1: Then that's the way you handle it. I mean, that's how that's how well, wages that's are determined in, in the marketplace, uh, Renee. Is it's through competition. The uh, the company owner obviously wants to pay as little as possible, and the employee wants to get as much as possible, and they have to somehow meet in the middle. Uh, There at a level that both of them find to be acceptable until you find that it's not acceptable, and then you want more, and they don't want to pay you more, so you walk away. Uh, And as Bonnie suggested, you could always start your own company, there's plenty of uh, boutique hot sauce providers out there you and i uh bonnie we were just at some uh store here locally and we hobby found, lobby. yeah we found uh everyone in keen should was, go
2: to the hobby lobby and support the hobby lobby
1: i don't know how many keen listeners we have but uh i, I suspect that company exists elsewhere but it's uh yeah, yeah they i don't have care this... about
2: the company elsewhere i'm saying there are people oh, yeah, in keen... hobby Lobby here
1: yeah there cool. you go the hobby okay stuff.
2: well anyways there are people in keen that want to Make the the Hobby Lobby fail, and that pisses me off. Just because,
1: just because they're religious,
2: they're religious or whatever. Mm. It pisses me off because I love Hobby Lobby, and if it fails because people keen are too stupid to realize what they have, we don't have a crappy half size Joanns anymore. We have a full size Hobby Lobby, we and if you if you don't wanna. Uh, <laughs> Support it because you something something birth control something something Christianity. Then you're dumb, well that's and the I'm going to shop there three times as much.
1: Does crappy things. Go ahead, Ricky.
0: Thank you, there, brother, and Miss Bonnie. Good evening. Well, you know, I've been listening to Sarah's call since I came back upwards of six months ago now. I'm going to talk a little bit about her in the end, but before that, I'm going to talk something about these companies. Now, you did mention Amway. Now, that's a company, of course, me being my age, I'm very familiar with.
1: Yeah, they now, renamed work... themselves, I don't know, like two decades ago when they embraced yeah. the internet too. I think it was Quickstar or Kickstar or something like that. Uh, but I didn't still even Amway.
0: notice, and that's probably a good
1: thing. Yeah, they're still Amway, <laughs> though.
2: Is Amway uh, like potions that are supposed to give you energy? Like they that. have
1: that, I think. I've never been in Amway, but uh, they're sort of like Not- Not- Notorious is the most uh, successful U.S.-based um, network marketing company. So they've got lotions and potions and soaps yeah. and like a whole bunch of different stuff. I
2: think that's the one that my friend's well, mom sold in high school. Good chance of it. They, they have this, well, gonna, uh, they have this cut, right? one mixture oh, that uh, they say works better than Adderall to give you energy. And I tried it, it did nothing yeah, right. to me. <laughs>
0: Not All right, Ricky. but, anyways, the word. The most you were important thing. let go to for, the
2: important things.
0: Excuse me? Go ahead, Ricky. The word you were looking for is pyramid scheme. Now, I'm going to point mm-hmm. some other ones I mean,
2: we out. used that word.
0: I didn't hear it. We did, but go ahead. You said scam. I didn't hear pyramid scheme. Anyway,
1: go ahead. By what anyway, were you talking about? Go ahead. Well, I'm going to name
0: two more famous examples. Uh, one of them actually had some decent stuff, one of them didn't. And I wanted to say a little something about Sarah's self. Now, this one, Bonnie will remember. The second one, she probably won't. Now, another famous example, and this is almost identical to the stuff that Sarah's been pushing, and that's Avon. And all their stuff was crap. I mean, really? and, it's and not crap.
2: Bottle... Avon's nice. Avon has nice makeup. <laughs> it is, it's dumb to ever buy something from a company that makes you have to buy it in that stupid fashion and I don't think that it's gonna live on forever
0: what about their model Bonnie that's what I'm saying that's what I
2: just said I think it's dumb to buy something from a company that has that model but that doesn't mean their stuff is crap their makeup remover is like famously good like eye makeup remover Their lotions and stuff like that are nice. Their perfumes are nice. Yeah,
1: that's what I was saying earlier is a lot of the network marketing companies, they've got good products. It's just they charge way too much for them.
0: Well, that's where the second example comes in. And this may be be, before Bonnie's time. Now, I know my mother was into it. And I remember as a kid, my old man put a stop to it. And this was really notorious with that model. And they actually did have neat items that they came out with that were really cool, but their model sucked and nobody made money. It would cost you money big time to be part of it, and you mm-hmm. never make money. And that's Tupperware.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody's heard of that.
0: Tupperware,
1: and they had some neat stuff. They did, you know, they did, the models, yeah. That, that that's what the the old saying was: the Tupperware party. This is kind of what started. Oh, the
0: it was brutal! It was brutal, and and it was a whole. It was like a little world unto itself.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, this the is the uh, this is Tupperware the culty thing. aspect, okay? So the the whole world unto itself. This is the the cult aspect of right, uh, the network marketing. Tupperware was huge in the seventies and the eighties, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, and then what ended up happening was what the network marketing companies always said to their distributors that you weren't allowed to do. There's a a whole rule book. Whenever you join a network marketing company, you may remember this, Bonnie, from uh, the one that you were in, where they'll tell you the things you're not allowed to do as a distributor. And and there are some that, that will make exception to this, but generally they will tell you you're not allowed to advertise your business. You're not allowed to sell the products in your store. If you have like a, a oh, let's yeah, say you happen yeah. to have your own store in whatever town you you live in, you're not allowed and to sell the products.
0: And that's
1: where I'm going with this, yeah. in the end. See, I've listened to these calls because I listen every night, you know, and I
0: memorize everything I hear generally. Now, some things I've been hearing now, Sarah, not talking about travel light camera. She's talking about her marketing stuff. Now, you did warn her at a point, but what's interesting is she pointed out that the owner of the company's a Mormon. Then I remember she was talking to the captain the one night. She said Con Richard and up giving $500 to buy a prayer. But now she's now talking about going into Mormonism and talking into it all. Now, the question is, mm-hmm. how much of this is her just being involved in mormonism because of this company or more to just be involved kind of pushing the marketing i don't know that is
1: that is an interesting question i didn't make the connection i didn't remember the detail well thank you ricky for that prime according to the story here this is uh, slate.com they asked a little bit about what this is about what is the the lawsuit essentially based on and they mentioned the price here 139 dollars service that's for the year i think it gets you access to all of Amazon streaming and music and the fast shipping, the, for the free, what, two-day, I think? Shipping that uh, the suit, or at least it was, I don't know if it still is. The suit alleges that Amazon makes it super difficult to cancel. It takes somewhere between six or seven clicks. You have to find where on the website. My favorite detail, actually, says the author, is that internally at Amazon, they refer to it as the Iliad process, Referring to Homer's Iliad, the epic poem about the Trojan War, because apparently it is just as epic to try and cancel Prime.
2: Hmm, that's in a, th- I don't know, that's a long-winded explanation for like a this joke we say all the time.
1: Dark patterns are apparently discussed in the suit. What are they? Well, they say there are ways the companies design their interfaces to nudge you in the way they want when you're going through and clicking on something it might say are you really sure you don't want to add this other thing to your cart or maybe you'd like this upgrade to faster shipping the suit said that amazon is constantly nudging people into prime because it knows that once you're in prime you're not very likely to cancel well one of the reasons for that is probably because people really like it yeah. if you if you're an amazon look i don't own stock in amazon okay but obviously they're very popular i've made many purchases there over over the years uh, despite whatever issues they they may have uh, because it's convenient you know people buy on amazon and it's not always cheaper okay but it is uh, it is convenient you still should price around you still should look for uh for other it, options
2: It's cheapest most of the time but you're right that sometimes yeah, you always. can look around and find out that's not
1: we got valentina for yeah. like half the price uh somewhere else
2: it, it's shocking too because this never happens this wasn't just oh we got valentina for half the price at walmart.com no it was a small not chain store in right. san antonio that shipped to us for cheaper than i'm just like rambling about this because it's weird usually amazon would have a much cheaper price than that
1: and it was awesome (laughs) i love valentina hot sauce anyway uh so the reason why that people don't cancel isn't necessarily because it's difficult but because they're probably happy with the service they get the music they get the you know the other bonuses and they get free shipping and so it's like it adds up you know if you buy enough stuff from amazon in one year and you're paying shipping a lot then it'll pay for itself so they say Amazon knows that once it gets you, it gets to keep you. They also know that Prime users are much more likely to do a lot of their spending on Amazon. That's true. I think that's absolutely true because people, in their mind, they think, well, I got free shipping, so even if it costs a little bit more, it's still worth buying, right? Because you're not having to pay the shipping cost there. Uh, as Amazon says Prime users buy about double the amount of stuff that non-Prime users do. And again, that's they're choosing to do that, right? Like that doesn't mean they're getting ripped off. It means that they feel like they're taking advantage of a, a a good deal. They're getting this this prime thing. Uh so let's see. On the one hand, it might seem strange to bring a lawsuit if as Amazon says, the vast majority like prime and keep it. But on the other hand, the FTC is taking close aim at businesses offering subscriptions that are easy to get into and tough to get out of. What other steps has the agency taken in this direction? The uh, difficult-to-cancel thing has been a main focus of the FTC under its current chairman, Lina Khan, or boss, or whatever boss man. Uh, They have brought a bunch of cases against other companies that make it hard to cancel as well.
2: Are are these people going to say that they actually called customer service and couldn't cancel, though? Because I'm sure that's what I have to do for Kindle Unlimited. Mm -hmm. It's just that it sucks. Like, I don't like calling customer service, waiting all day, and then finally figuring it out. But, yeah... But at the same time, if you could cancel, if you were a little less lazy, like me, I don't think the government should be able to take money from them.
1: They proposed a rule earlier this year. They want companies to make it as easy for consumers to cancel a subscription as it is for them to sign up. If it takes you one click to sign up for something, it should only take you one click to cancel it. That's
2: stupid.
1: So with Prime, even though about 90% of people stay, the FTC is, quote, looking out for... Those 10% of people who do want to cancel, unquote. So this is obviously a pro-government website. Slate.com loves themselves, the state.
2: It's not like I I love corporations, but I mean, have a little self-responsibility.
1: Right. We were talking earlier in the show tonight about AI, artificial intelligence, and apparently now an open source model That has resulted in somebody uh, creating a sex robot of some sort. And uh, this story here from the Washington Post, the uh, open source, this is one of these text chats, right? So, like, we're not talking about, even though they have now AI art that can generate, like, naked people that don't actually exist, uh, and that's actually a, a whole other story. This is about being able to have a discussion with this online So, it's called Allie. uh, That's the name of it. It purports to be 18 years old with long brown hair and quote-unquote tons of sexual experience. She lives for attention and she'll share details of her escapades apparently for free. Allie's creator who spoke on the condition of anonymity for fear of harming his professional reputation, said commercial chatbots such as Replica and ChatGPT are heavily censored and can't offer the type of sexual conversations that he desires. With open-source alternatives, many based on Meta's Llama model, the man said he can build his own uninhibited conversation partners. He said it's rare to have the opportunity to experiment with state-of-the-art in any field— He uh, agreed, or rather argued, that open source technology benefits society by allowing people to build products that cater to their preferences without corporate guardrails. He says, I think it's good to have a safe outlet to explore. Can't really think of anything safer than text-based roleplay against a computer with no humans actually involved, he said. On YouTube, influencers offer tutorials on how to build uncensored chatbots. Some are based on a modified version of Llama called Alpaca AI, which Stanford University researchers released in March, only to remove it a week later over concerns of cost and, quote, the inadequacies of our content filters. So they let this thing out, and then they tried to pull it back in. But the thing is with the internet, once a thing is out there, it's really kind of hard to to undo that thing it's hard to unring the bell uh as uh, what was uh streisand i think they call it the streisand effect you know especially if you try to like try to make a big deal about deleting things from the internet then they really go crazy a mm. uh, spokesperson for meta said the particular model referenced in the youtube videos called gpt4x alpaca quote was obtained and made public outside of our approval process so again this goes back to what i was saying earlier where this language model was released without their necessarily their consent but again once it's out there good luck getting it back these open source ai models and the creative applications that build on them are often published on hugging face a platform for sharing and discussing ai and data science projects so in fact hugging face i've actually seen before because that's where the stable diffusion releases come out uh it's kind of like I, it's kind of like a GitHub, I think. It's like a place where you can share code and and you can actually run tests and things like that. Uh,
2: somebody was going to invent this eventually. It's, it's it's just like
1: a sex spot. You mean?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's I just don't get why this is news- newsworthy. It's like it's because it's kay. got sex
1: in the in the title, and you know that's going to get clicks. It's going to get people interested. And if that you know gets people interested in AI, then, then good for them. I mean, there are a bunch of interesting things you can do with AI. I, I think understand. men
2: just don't have good enough imagination.
1: That may be the case. Uh, I don't know. And it would be interesting to see if women actually use these sex applications as well. It would be uh, curious to see what the demographic breakdown is.
2: I'm sure there's women that are lonely and sad enough to do it, too.
1: During a Thursday House Science Committee hearing, Clem DeLang, Hugging Face's CEO, urged Congress to consider legislation supporting and incentivizing open source models, which he argued are, quote, extremely aligned with American values. In an interview after the hearing, although I don't think that we need the government to fund open source projects, that seems like it would be a mistake. They seem to be doing just fine on their own. Yeah. Uh, DeLang acknowledged that open source tools can be abused. He noted a model intentionally trained on toxic content. You knew this was coming. GPT4chan. (laughs) (laughs) That Hugging Face had removed from their platform. But he said he believes open source approaches allow for both greater innovation and more transparency and inclusivity than corporate controlled models. And that is true. I just wish that they would leave these edge cases, if you want to call them that, alone. Leave the guy with the sex bot alone. Leave the uh, the 4chan. 4chan one alone. Yeah. Whatever it is that these people, if somebody's going to make one that's like that knows everything about anime or whatever, right? Like, you know, these things are going to happen. Let them do whatever it is they want to do. I mean, you cannot suppress this. The 4chaners, I, now that I know that it exists... You
2: can just go on 4chan right. and see the... Just
1: search for it. I'll find it.
2: No, I just meant you can just go on 4chan and see a bunch of toxicness if you want. Well, I'm assuming 4chan. I've never been there. but well, this can... would
1: let you talk to the toxic. It would let you interact with something that is... Completely toxic. Like one of our shows. Yeah, cha- I was going to say, you could like just do that on the
2: Free Talk Live <laughs> Matrix uh, server. That's what, what my point is. It's like, I don't know, it's not that interesting. It's not something that the go- government needs to protect people from.
0: You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and more all for free at freetalklive.com.